And good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with another episode of Cinema, and it's all brought to you by Dark Matter TV. Dark Matter TV is a streaming platform where you can find not just current genre entertainment and horror, sci-fi, thriller, and action, but also classic content that takes you back to the great old days of late night cable and finding those cult and classic films that they just don't make anymore. Available for download on Android or Apple or visit darkmattertv.com. It's free, it's fun, and it's gonna grow. I started 2021 uh, with an episode on what I call the uh, the hybrid hoax. And I'm kind of uh, veering off on, on a similar tangent here today, uh, talking about conspiracies. And um, especially with coming off of what we just saw on January 6th, I think this is really appropriate. This podcast may or may not be for you. This podcast is for all of you right now that really need to tend to your own lives, that you have things that are totally out of control in your life. And I'm going to come back to explain why this podcast, this recording really needs to be heard by you. January 6th, it's not a protest. It was a terroristic action against the United States government. I don't care what you say. I don't care what side of the political aisle you are on. That's exactly what took place. A lot of it was fueled by baseless conspiracies and the persistent conspiracy and belief that the entire national election was rigged and it was all a fraud and that Trump was rightfully elected president of the United States. Are there really conspiracies? The first thing that people do with conspiracies and people who believe them is, you know, instantly you're a conspiracy theorist, which translates into crazy person. Yes, there are and have been conspiracies. We're going to look at how some of these evolved and most of all, why this podcast pertains to you. Back at the end of the Civil War, Lincoln was killed as part of a conspiracy that was proven. There is no doubt about it. We go further along in history and we go to even such as something like Pearl Harbor, where there are many who believe that Pearl Harbor was deliberately allowed to happen, that the United States had foreknowledge on this, that the attack was coming from the Japanese, Hawaii would be hit, and this would be the incident to get us into the war. But let's go further than that. Then we have, of course, with UFOs, we have the famous Roswell incident not long after Pearl Harbor. Then we have the assassination of John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy. We move into Watergate, 9-11, Iraq, Big Oil. And we go on and on and on. Back in 1979, I believe it was, Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter, gave one of his final speeches. I believe it was July of 1979. And it was basically today now known as the Crisis of Confidence speech or the Malaise speech. Uh, for those of you who don't remember history or understand it, which again, why this podcast episode is for you, is that Carter's presidency was pretty much going down in flames. Uh, the number one issue for him, aside from a myriad of issues, was the hostage crisis when Iran uh, took our hostages, and Carter was unable to get them free. In July of 1979, he went on the air, and he gave this speech. In retrospect, it may be one of the greatest speeches that a president ever gave. 
At that time, some of his political advisors told him it was political suicide. However, Carter mentioned something very interesting in his speech. And he said, as a result of such things as the John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, and Bobby Kennedy assassinations, and in the wake of Watergate, Americans have formed such a mistrust of their government that we no longer trust our institutions. Now, he is not wrong in saying that, and people are not wrong for feeling that. This has nothing to do with questioning authority and the ability to check and balance the democratic process in the republic. So I'm not talking about censorship, and I'm not talking about if you question something or if you ask questions that you're instantly you know, unpatriotic and you're a fascist or whatever. When you start embracing totally out there wingnut conspiracies, that is not questioning the democratic principles of a government. It is not questioning a constitutional document. So we're going to go a little further with this. The rise of the internet allowed a creation of, of a gigantic echo chamber where people could suddenly carve out a piece of cyberspace and set up camp or shop and invite others who think just like them to their camp. Now, again, this sounds great, doesn't it? Until you start getting all the crazies gathering in a particular spot. Conspiracies do happen. However, there is a thing out there called Occam's Razor, and I'm going to give you an example of this. If you go back to my previous episode on making a murder, it's called making a killing, and it's my previous podcast on that. The theory is, is that a vast conspiracy was aligned against a hayseed in Michigan uh, to set him up and bring him down because he was going to sue uh, his county and everything for wrongful prosecution on a previous case where DNA evidence had exonerated him. Now, you can go in and, and watch the whole, epi- the whole series and they even have a part two. The accused had this uh, high-powered lawyer who promised bombshell evidence that would exonerate him. To date, we're still waiting. No evidence, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it's not there, and that son of a bitch did it. And I need you to go back and listen to my podcast, and if you're not familiar with Making a Murderer or the name Stephen Avery, I suggest you do, because the entire series is predicated upon the idea that a vast conspiracy was created uh, to frame a single, low-level, dirtbag kind of guy. Not a conspiracy to down a president that so many think the quote-unquote deep state has done. Well, Occam's Razor says the simplest answer to this is just kill him. So before I go a little deeper into why this podcast episode is for you, I want you to think about this. Because no matter what you tell these people who believe that Biden stole the election and blah, 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 blah. In 2016, there was no election fraud, especially when everybody stood around scratching their heads going, Donald fucking Trump won the TV guy? No, there was no election fraud then because it fit a lot of people's narrative. Now suddenly there is widespread election fraud. No matter what you tell these people, it won't change their minds. It's like arguing religion with somebody. No matter what you present to them. For example, if you have a creationist sitting right in front of you and you show them file after file and, and rock after rock of physical scientific evidence, it's not enough. Evolution did not happen. The earth is 8,000 years old. Man walked with dinosaurs and all of the human race sprung from just simply two people, 
And no matter what you say, no matter what evidence, you know what? Jesus Christ himself could come down from the sky before everyone in a gigantic, holy, glorious kind of return and say, you people got it all wrong. It won't matter because then they'll look at Jesus and go, that's not really Jesus or Jesus is a liar. The narrative has to change. It's no different than the conspiracies to create the Loch Ness Monster. And you can't prove the Loch Ness Monster is there and you can't disprove the Loch Ness Monster is there. So we come to this term of, well, I'll just agree to disagree. No, sometimes you're just fucking wrong. But you will still have people who believe what they want to believe. And this brings me to this episode today because we could analyze conspiracies forever. And why are they buying into QAnon? And why are they buying into this? And Hunter Biden is a pedophile. For those of you who follow these conspiracy theories, you're outraged by Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi all engaging in child trafficking. Why aren't any of you outraged by Jeffrey Epstein? And I can tell you why you're not, because he was Trump's buddy. And so therefore, you cannot go against your own narrative. I know someone who received photos on Facebook from someone who claims they have real, honest-to-God photos of Hunter Biden having sex with several underage girls. Now, I guess apparently this person who believes in this conspiracy, uh, number one, again, is not, who, by the way, supports Trump and is not outraged by Jeffrey Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell or, or any of that, this person apparently never heard of Photoshop. Let's just say you're listening right now. You go, oh no, I've seen that photo. It's real. Why would you send that to your friend? Why not send that to the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Daily Beast, anything, and really do something to bring down what you believe is a notorious pedophile? Every single person I know that embraces some of the most wild conspiracy theories out there has some kind of emotional and or physical trauma that has so affected the course of their lives, they can't bear to deal with it. These conspiracy theories give them something else to think about. It creates the ultimate distraction, the distraction from real life pain. I also know some people who also embrace these wild conspiracy theories. And for me, from knowing them as well as I do, I just think they have too much free time on their hands. And yet every single one, and I know more than a few, have had trauma or are an addict in some way. The ones with kids have passed on that trauma to them, infusing them with fear and paranoia, and over the years have crippled their children, where a number of them will never be able to properly function in society. The sudden and all-in embracement of religion often echoes the same set of causes. Trauma, addiction, pain. Religion provides an answer for when bad things happen in our lives. It gives a reason even when it's everything happens for a reason. Embracing a wild conspiracy theory creates some kind of meaning out of chaos. Even if it is the lizard people, we now have an aha moment that gives us some kind of reason for the things suppressed, hidden, and locked away from personal scrutiny. Conspiracy theories allow us to look the other way. If you're so outraged and morally affronted by Hunter Biden and that he's involved in these heinous acts, 
Why are you sending this information around on social media to your friends? Which, number one, you are in possession of child pornography, and it doesn't matter if it's faked or not. You have, If you have nude, underage children exploited in any type of way sexually, it is still porn. That means even if you draw it, it's still child pornography. And not only that, you've sent it to your friend who is now in possession of it as well, which means you have distributed child pornography on a platform, on a social media platform. I have no idea what felonies you've just committed, but I would bet that the FBI and a number of other places would be very interested to see these posts. Why didn't you send it directly to the FBI on an anonymous tip if you believe it is real? Why not do that? Why send it to your friends? Occam's razor comes back with the answer because you're delusional. Trump and his team, including the absolutely wingnut and now late night punchline joke, uh, Rudy Giuliani, who was once one of the most revered people in the United States, had 59 times, went to court 59 times to prove election fraud and lost 59 times. So you are saying that all 59 times, every judge, every opposing counsel was all part of some gigantic conspiracy, all aligned to take out one man, Donald J. Trump. And why? Because he scares people, because he's going to drain the swamp. He's going to, to do everything that these career politicians and sodomites and pedophiles and child traffickers, he's going to clean them all out. So if you're sitting there nodding your head going, yup, that's exactly it, then I have a question back for you. Why the hell didn't they just stop him from getting elected in the first place? Why let the guy get into office? Where was the election fraud to make sure that Donald Trump, the ultimate threat to all the people that I've just named, the kind of, of people that are just so reprehensible that fear Donald Trump, if they have such power to do what they've done now and throw an entire national election, why the hell didn't they do it in 2016 and avoid all the trouble? That's because there is no conspiracy and there was no widespread election fraud. A lot of the people that fell in love with Donald Trump for president of the United States fell in love with the image of a man that was created by NBC on The Apprentice. Because if you just watch the opening of The Apprentice and you watch the show, it is personal propaganda for a single man. And that is Donald J. Trump. And that is it. The Apprentice wants you to believe that Donald J. Trump is this fantastic and incredible businessman that gets things done. He is a mover and shaker, and people quake in his presence, those who are out there to grift the system and keep us all under their thumb. He is a liberator, and that couldn't be farther from the truth, ladies and gentlemen. He is a failed businessman a number of times with over six bankruptcies, and we can go on about this because, again, whatever evidence I throw at you, you're going to throw something back. It's no different than me saying, go over and prove that my invisible friend is not sitting across this desk from me. And you can say, well, number one, he's not there. And I said, well, that's right. He's invisible. So you go over and you swipe your hand. Oh, no, no, he's not there. He moved. He just ran across the room while you were walking over to him. There is no way to prove that he's there and there's no way to prove that he's not there. And I think that same attitude is behind the presidency right now. People fell in love with a fabricated image. And this is where I turn this podcast 
back to you because I'm not going to spend 30, 40 minutes, an hour and go Joe Rogan style into listing every factoid because all you're going to come back and do is say, that's not true. You're a liar. You're a liberal, whatever. And, and by the way, just for the record, before I go into this next part, I am not a liberal and I am not a registered Democrat. And I have to admit, I really didn't think Joe Biden was the greatest choice. And I really don't know if this guy is going to do anything or not. Personally, I'm more libertarian and I believe both sides of the aisle are full of shit and we need to clean out the entire United States Congress. America voted for an image. They voted for an ideal and they bought into these ridiculous conspiracy theories because it supports their narrative. So you can argue with me all you want. Now I'm going to turn it back on you, listener, who thinks that these conspiracy theories are true, that the election was stolen. And I'm going to ask you some pretty simple questions. What's wrong in your life that you feel you have to fill up your life with this kind of nonsense? What is it about your life that you feel buying into these conspiracies, whether it's 9-11, whether it's Sandy Hook, uh, Pizzagate, whatever conspiracy that really gets you off, what is it about your life that you need to embrace these because you are so afraid to deal with in your own world. Someone that I know, I can tell you right now, they believe all of these conspiracy theories and never mind the fact that they're addicted to meth. That has nothing to do with anything. People embrace these ridiculous conspiracy theories to fill up the voids in their own lives and to avoid dealing with the reality of some really unpleasant things. Some of you listening are alcoholics. Some of you are drug addicts. Some of you are alone right now listening to this and you have no friends and your family doesn't speak with you. You are estranged from your husband, your wife, your significant other, your children, whatever it is, there is something missing in your life. And I'll give you another example of this. On 600 Pound Life, there's a very simple pattern that appears on that show. And I'm not saying it's the sole answer. There are a lot of reasons why somebody allows their body to get as far as it does. Childhood trauma. And I think that also fuels a lot of the embracing of these conspiracy theories. What happened to you, listener? What happened in your life that you feel that embracing this conspiracy theory gives you some kind of answer to the awful things that have happened to you. This kind of embracement of a conspiracy theory or multiple conspiracy theories absolves a lot of people from any culpability and responsibility in their own lives. You see, all the bad things that happened to me are not of my doing. It's this vast conspiracy out there. They, them, whatever it is, they have done it to you. So if you really do embrace these things, what addictions do you have? What are the mental states of your children right now? Are they truly mentally healthy? Because I know one who embraces conspiracy theories like this and is, again, an ardent Trump supporter whose one child is never going to be able to live on their own. That child has been emotionally crippled and become dependent upon the family. What happened in your life that you cannot take responsibility for your own actions, for yourself? To me, 
It seems like that makes the most sense out of all of this. So when I hear of crisis actors and that somehow logistically people are able to find these crisis actors and then move them into different situations, never even thinking for a moment that, well, we're a society under camera all the time, that somebody wouldn't catch on to this and that you can keep these vast conspiracies quiet. I think there is something wrong in the fabric, in the mental fabric of this country where a lot of people are broken and they are looking for a reason as to why. And sometimes the answer under Occam's razor is really simple. Sometimes bad shit just happens to good people. We have a mental health crisis in this country and globally, and no one wants to talk about that. A lot of things are out of control between public shootings and school shootings. We have an opioid problem. We have addiction to meth. We have all these things that are happening to us. And there is a simmering anger. The other part of the answer is we need to do real work to reform the problems that we have presently in our government. And that requires education. That requires patience. That requires diligence. And nobody wants to put their energy into all that because here's the other thing. It's not sexy and it's boring. Embracing a story that a bunch of pedophiles are operating out of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. It's got a little bit of a kind of appeal to it, doesn't it? It's exciting. Or that aliens are manipulating us all and the royal family are a bunch of fucking lizards and, and that we're all being run by this gigantic lizard empire that feeds off the negativity and the fear that comes out of us that they are deliberately creating in the media. Really? You think that is a better alternative story then the fact that you might have had a bad childhood, had a trauma in your life, and you never got over it. And instead of getting therapy or seeing proper help and trying to fix the problem inside of you, if you can, or you lost someone and grief has done this, you think that aliens, lizard people, Alex Jones is right that there is a vast group out there that organizes crisis actors to go from one shooting to another to these riots and all of that and pedophiles are operating out of pizza parlors and the aliens are, are the puppet masters of it all. You think the left side there, that whole thing that I just said, instead of the simple right-hand answer of there's some shit that went wrong in your life and it really fucked you up, that other answer on the left, that's the one, right? Because then you're absolved of any responsibility. That's what I think is the attractiveness of embracing conspiracy theories. People who have no jobs, you're out of work, uh, you've had a lousy life, addictions, whether it's, it's drinking, drugs, gambling, sex, whatever it may be. What is so wrong in your life that you need to fill it up with this nonsense? That's the personal question out of this podcast today. That's what I believe at the center of this rabid embracement of conspiracy theories. It comes down to personal trauma. So the next time someone who is eyes deep into their conspiracy theory of choice and you actually get a moment to respond, don't waste your energy trying to reason or apply clear and substantiated fact. Instead, why not ask, what happened to you? See how they react when you ask them that. They might actually ask you what you mean. 
if you were allowed to get a few more words in before they dismiss you as asleep, ignorant, or outright stupid in that you just don't know the real story or truth, ask them how their jobs are. Ask how their lives are. Ask them if they're staying sober, if that applies. Ask them if they're gambling again or having any issues with money. Ask them how their kids are and what's going on with their lives. Ask them about their marriages, relationships, and listen to those answers. Maybe even ask them what it was like for them growing up. Because they might be questions these people are not asking themselves. So I'm not going to end this podcast by saying, please check out the links in my show notes and all that, because all you're going to do is say, oh, that's bullshit. That's from a biased source. Oh, that's CNN. They're all left. They're all crazy. They're all communists. You're just going to do that. There is no convincing you. So the only thing I can say as this podcaster is ask you, what is really wrong with your life? And ask you to take a personal inventory of your own lives right after this podcast. What are the hard things in your lives that you don't want to look at, that you don't want to know, that you just can't deal with, and why you have to reach out into the ether and embrace these ridiculous things. This is Harrison Smith. Thank you for listening. I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Thank you.